communicate to inspire and in today's episode we have a brilliant writer or we can say editor and publisher of two international poetry magazines poets unlimited and haiku for your soul so let us welcome alta hamabeen from south africa hi how are you fine alta thank you so much for accepting this invitation uh, i'm happy to be here happy to be here uh like you are in south africa i would like to know the meaning of your name that's like intriguing we we use alta uh, for some colors with which we yes. paint our nails or something so in south africa what's the meaning of that name okay so my name is very much south african but it has a latin meaning okay. which means high and deep okay so yeah um and many people can't say it uh, you pronounce it perfectly <laughs> which is unusual most people can't say it um and most people call me ali because okay. it's just easier. yeah yeah mm. so that's brilliant like it goes with your name no it said that uh, the reflection of our actions comes from yeah. our name as yeah. well so alta like as i said it indeed <clears throat> has a meaning with which which paint our uh, nails and also that's alta or nail polish okay. you say <laughs> okay. so that has a very different name in uh, your language as you said in latin it means something deep alta in the beginning i would just request you to give an introduction of yourself in your way uh, in which you want others to know you okay um i'm alta h maven and uh, i think everybody sees me as a writer um i do help people publish i'm not a published house but i do uh, help people to publish i don't charge for it because it just i think i get deliriously happy when i can help somebody wow. to publish their first book because i remember what that felt like to hold your book for the very first time something you created and it's not just about having a book and putting it out there it's about understanding that that book holds meaning and value to whoever is going to read it so if you're going to write a book the, the first thing i always say to people is just just be present in what you feel <laughs> and let that reflect in your words um you know you i always say that um most people find me incredibly boring in my social mm-hmm. life because i would prefer to just be home and write you know put the fireplace on and listen to classical music and just just write and connect with with people you know like minded people and i always believe that if you are going to write something spiritual or you're going to write something beautiful about being kind and honest and, right. and all of those beautiful characteristics mm-hmm. you need to project that so for me i have this saying um um abhijit from india interviewed mm-hmm. me over a year ago and we were talking and he said what is the one thing you'd want to say to people who wants to write but they mm. don't know why they don't know how they just do scared mm. and i came up with show up for your dreams so <laughs> every single day i use that you know you'll see it everywhere i use mm. it because i believe that I show up for my dreams every day and in me showing up for my dreams I'm also with the magazines and with helping others I'm showing up for their dreams mm-hmm. and their dreams has become my dreams you yeah. know you cannot 
connect with so many people around the world mm. and not feel their story. You feel every word, you know. There's times when um, I often say I never take a break because I always have three or four books that I'm or projects that I'm working on. But I do remove myself because in order for me to be present for them, I have to be whole. I have to be fully present. So if I feel like I am at a point where I've taken on too much emotion from reading so much, I take a break and I can return being present again. Um, and I think, you know, I want to be known as a writer, but I also want to be known as someone who cares about others' work, others' wow. words, you know, respectful to others' work. And although I'm also known as a mother, and I love that title very, 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 very much. Um, and I think it's just, it, it's an honor to be able to have a voice mm -hmm. and you should use it kindly. Start your day with kindness. You know, it's like um, we were talking earlier about the ginger tea and stuff. And, mm -hmm. you know, if you think of having a healthy cup of tea, you're putting something healthy into your body then whatever comes out must also be good and kind. You know, otherwise you're not touching lives. Mm. So when you when you speak, you need to speak with kindness first. And if you if you if you can't, you need to reserve your comments. You need to reserve reserve your 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 voice. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, a little bit rambling for me. <laughs> I That's think great, my only, yeah. only bad characteristic is that I can talk so much. So yeah. <laughs> no, but you're doing a brilliant job, Alda. Like I saw you asking people to come up with you for your magazine writer or for your books that you are publishing. And you ask them to come with you and uh, you can let them publish their work. So you know mm -hmm. that new writers, they are always skeptical whether they should publish their work or not, whether they should come in public or not. Even I have been volunteering for that thing and I have been asking if you have emotions, if you have feelings, if you have dreams and opinions, you can always express them using words. So it's never yeah. that you cannot compose poems, you cannot share your ideas. You always can. Just you have to come up with those things. Your theme will be different. Your idea will be different. But your poem will always remain a poem. That's it. That's it. And your words will reflect. Even if, you know, I always say, um, someone asked me the other day, how many books have you sold? And I'm like, mm. I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. But I do know that I've touched a few lives. Right. that's more important <laughs> really that's more important how many lives you have much touched. more important right yes, yes. Uh, Alta you have composed numerous haikus and poems thousands of them are on insta as well so how did you start as a writer like you are talking about helping other people but there have been a time when you have also initiated you started as a writer so what was your source of inspiration how you came into writing well, about 17 years ago, I went through a very difficult time. I, in the same year, I lost the love of my life and my dad. And mm -hmm. in, in the midst of all of that, I just kept a journal of how I was feeling. Mm -hmm. And um, for years and years and years, that's how I coped with it. Every time I felt like giving up, I had two little boys and mm. um, I couldn't give up. I had to be strong. I had to carry on. Mm. And writing was 
the very first um, outlet for me. I didn't go to drugs. I didn't go to alcohol. I didn't go to, you know, bad friends or bad company. (laughs) I went to writing and um, I wrote my very first poem. I will never forget it was, I am a woman. I am loved. And when I look back at that now, I am a woman. But now I'm a woman with a voice. And I'm a woman (laughs) who can understand grief and love and I have grown from the beauty of that hurt it's turned me into who I am today and I only started publishing my work about four years ago it took me that long to understand that I need to to produce help for those (laughs) who has gone through the same thing and it wasn't until I brought out a, a few ebooks, you know, I was just testing it, you know, and um, and then my first paperback was Evidence of Pain. And it it was chosen as the uh, the poetry collection something something of 2018 mm-hmm. in the UK. And I sat up and I thought, what? I hardly used metaphors. I it was really just me writing down my thoughts and that's where it really all started and I really started looking at forms different forms of poetry and haiku has become me um it has consumed me um someone once said to me that um when you look at something do you see syllables and I'm like absolutely Mm. I, I start counting when I see something because that's what haiku is about. It's syllables. Mm, it's, right. it's, you know, it's really short. And I honestly have done so much in, in, in a long space of time. But if it wasn't for the grief and the hurt and the pain and the loss of understanding how I changed, mm. I don't think I ever would have been writing. But to go through that journey and then to to have all these journals all these years later, to look at all these journals and say, okay, well, which ones go first? Because nobody's going to read 10,000 <laughs> poems in, in one book, you know. Right. So that's how I produced many books because, mm-hmm. you know, I was putting all the poems out. But um, I think my biggest, my biggest uh, part of the journey was to understand that my books are the – they are out there. People are reading them. They Some connect with them. Some don't connect with them, and that's okay. Um, but to understand that I have the power to help people, and I want to be known as, oh, yeah, she wrote a couple of books, but, wow, she helped this one do yeah. their own book, you know. I have, um, I won't mention names for, for privacy reasons, but I have a writer who, He's incredibly dyslexic, <laughs> and he was he was at a special school all his life, and everyone always bullied him. And when he started coming into the magazine, you know, progressively every month, I could see th- there's so much depth in 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 in, in this writer, and I started communicating with him. Mm. And then you know you build up trust, and and, and he told right. me the whole story and. He's from America, and um, he published his first book. I helped him, 
And it literally took weeks and weeks and weeks of editing. But he never knew that there was any mistakes. To him, it was perfect. Because <laughs> once it was uploaded, it was perfect. Right. Um, so, so for me in the magazine as well, I would fix a mistake. They will never know about it. Because <laughs> that could be the change between them writing their next poem they right. never writing again. Mm-hmm. So I, I try to be very sensitive to, to those kind of things. I have many writers from Pakistan. English mm-hmm. is not their first language. Right. So I'm very, very sensitive to that. And I will fix it. And they don't even know. They don't <laughs> even know. Um, and I think that is what, what, what makes me happy, is to know that I'm capable of showing someone they can do it. Right. Brilliant. <laughs> it's commendable what you're doing, helping people in that manner and even don't letting them know that you have helped in some manner. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've had people come to me and say, oops, you made a little oopsie. And that's <laughs> okay. I'll fix it. You know, ha, ha, ha. You know, I'm an old girl. Um, but someone else might not see it that way. They're like, okay, I'm not a writer. I can't do this. I'm, I'm, I'm terrible at writing. So you I have been a, you have been a true guru for many people, no? Like today it is Guru Purnima, and we respect, <laughs> pay our homage, gratitude to our guru, our trainers, our coaches. So I hope that you have been a real teacher, real mentor for many of such newcomers, oh, new writers. <laughs> thank you, thank you and so much. Your poems also, the way you have written the poem, I have gone through numerous of your poems. Though yes, of course, there are almost three thousand on Insta, but whatever I have gone through, I felt they were all deep in simple words. Like they are so simple. And in that you try to convey such deep things and all are filled with spirituality, inner self or self-exploration, self-love. So when you talk about spirituality, helping people in that manner. So according to you, how do you define spirituality? What is spirituality for you? Okay. So that's been quite a journey. So I was raised um, in a Christian, very much, very typically Christian, um, South African Christian okay. home. And but it was a, a, a it was a happy home. I'm not saying I didn't have a happy medium there, but I didn't feel something. So when I was in my early twenties, which is mm-hmm. many many decades ago. In my early twenties, <laughs> I looked. I looked to Islam, mm-hmm. and I found pieces of it that I connected with. Mm. And so I went on in my journey. And then it was Hinduism. Mm. And up to today, I still practice some Islam and some Hinduism. <laughs> and obviously, in my later years, it's become more of a a, a cycle. We. I zone into my inner spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and I think my inner spirituality will always start with good deeds and kindness, gratefulness, yeah. you know, acceptance of others. And um, if I have to be honest, I don't, I don't say Christianity is wrong or being Muslim is wrong or Hindu, anything. I believe that you, you can be anything you want to be and you can take little bits and pieces like I have um, um, something that I was very, very proud of. There was a Say Namaste project uh, mm. that was produced from India towards the end of last year. And they chose 
uh, people from around the world and I represented South Africa, we, it was a little dance um, where you at the end say namaste. And it was a global greeting that went out on the 1st of January to the world. And when you, when you understand what namaste means, hmm. how can you not relate to that? <laughs> whether you're a Christian, whether you Islamic believes, anything. When someone says namaste, it is the most beautiful greeting. Right. That it's such a respectful greeting. You know, uh, there's many things that we can take as spirituality. You know, um, I, I don't condemn anything. I don't condone anything. Um, for me, it is whatever your heart and your soul aligns with. You know, if you, if you don't believe in anything, or if you say you don't believe in anything, I don't quite understand that mm-hmm. because we all believe in something. Otherwise, we won't go to work. We won't, we won't write. We won't interact with people. You have to believe in something to be able to communicate. Mm-hmm. You know, we all connect on different levels. Um, so, yeah, for me, spirituality is, is, is a global thing as well. You know, um, it's, it's not something you keep, you keep tied to your chest. It's not... Although it's personal, uh, it's not. It's global because you have to project what you feel. And if you can't, then you need to go back and go and figure out why <laughs> you can't. So it looks like you have filtered all the religions, whether you're talking about Christianity, Islam or Hinduism. And then whatever were the residue, the best part that you really require for your self-exploration, for your like self-love and whatever we talk about. Like when I came to know the real meaning of self-love, it is not selfishness. It's never selfishness because we do believe that if God is everywhere, it resides in me too, within me too. So I cannot disrespect myself for the favor of anyone else. I have to always value myself first and then I can value the whole world. And that comes from that spiritualism you are talking about. So have you ever considered anyone as your spiritual guru or something like that? Well, um, I can't say his name. Uh, Saad, Saad, Guru Saad something. Sadhguru. 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 Yes, there you go. Sadhguru. (laughs) I absolutely love that man. He he's so funny. Mm-hmm. So he makes you listen because there's a joke all the time. But he is so spiritually enlightened. Yes, right word. Spiritually enlightened. Him, yes, even if you listen to him for two minutes, you get yeah. something from it. That's why it looks like he has got the answer of all the questions. That's it. That's mm. it. He's like. It's like a God on another level, you know? No, right now I should tell you about one more spiritual guru why I asked because when we talk about spirit, that's good. You talked about Sadhguru. Even I used to listen to him, but somehow, you know, that sometimes those opinions, those things clashes up and uh, somehow I was not able to go ahead with all the things that he said. Recently, somehow I approached or I reached to one, another guru named uh, Swami Muktanand. And he also talks about such sort of thing in such a manner, like whether you talk about Swami Muktanand, uh, sorry, not Muktanand, Swami Mukundanan, Swami Mukundanan, yeah, yeah, yeah. then there is one Gaurav Goswami. So as you talked about, like they talk with anything with humor, 
they add humor yes. into it they talk yes. in the language of the common man they are not just talking about some uh, scriptures whether from quran yes. or gita or from any of the like ancient scriptures they yes. are using the same but the language that they are using is so simple It's to modern. comprehend yes. for yes. even those people who believe that god doesn't exist he is nowhere to be found they are self sufficient to make them believe yes yes and i think i think they they've also had to change the way they talk to people yeah um because they can't they can't write and let people understand but when they speak right we listen we're like right. what what did you just say <laughs> wow you know and yeah. i don't think we can listen to someone like sadguru or any of the gurus without <laughs> going wow <laughs> oh aha oh yeah. okay you know we get something from it and i think that's what's important you know if if you don't like the the way of of someone talking you can go to a next guru there's so many amazing gurus so then let's let's come into the negative aspect of this thing as well in india actually there are movies many bollywood movies inspired from that like where some of the saints they are really enlightened saints again whether you talk about osho or asharam bapu or uh, that uh, gurmeet ram rahim so these are the people who were very popular they had millions of followers millions of uh, devotees and at the end we came to know the real self or real identity of these people that what they really used to do what kind of uh, environment they had how they were earning from the emotions of people and not only they there are many more so yes of course there are people who are spreading spirituality but disguised in spiritualism they are also like uh, trading emotions yes 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 and i think i think it's 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 impossible to understand it all you know um there there was someone that i used to follow vigorously for many many years and um you know we started talking via the the messenger app on on facebook and mm. i then got all paypal accounts and donate this and donate that and put this in otherwise we can't talk further and I'm like wow you know so i think it's okay to 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 give to a course like that mm-hmm. um i have done so but i would like to see their work being positive mm-hmm. influence in others not just because of money money is just money comes <laughs> and goes you know where your wisdom mm. and the knowledge that you have remains right so i would share one more story related to this thing only i was also feeling dejected almost about 7 8 years ago and i was so depressed i also wanted to kill myself at that point of time and somehow i approached to one spiritual guru who was considered to be a goddess lady goddess and it was said that she is a kind of incarnation of all the gods who has come into human existence and yes of course when you are sick from within whatever help yes. you are getting from out you feel that that's a kind of uh, like a, a love portion for how yeah yes. Yes. so uh, for that portion i was ready to do whatever they were asking me to do wherever come here worship here sit in meditation i used to do all those things later on like my family was not happy with what i was doing they were telling this is all nonsense and uh, none of the god can come into human existence they were trying to tell me but i didn't understand because i i felt that sort of solace that sort of peace when i went there 
but gradually i found that peace was not coming from that place it was my mind which was feeling tranquil at that moment when i was leaving all the things and uh, sitting at one place with that sort of uh, uh, mindset that i'll be getting yes. peace in my mind yes. so it was not yes. something from outside which was giving me that peace it was within me and then i realized no one else but i myself can give me what i really want god yeah. is within me and i have to find exactly. him within exactly and you know it's so easy that when you in that dark space or depressed state you know you if you do reach out it's very easy to get to to get uh, connected to somebody who is with ill intentions mm-hmm. but you don't know it you don't see it until you come okay. through it and once you've come through it you re- like you you realize mm-hmm. that you've done it yourself yeah it was it was within inside of you yeah. all, all along you know um i i think i think it's when we in that dark space as well we we don't we don't really understand what's going on right. so the confusion hmm. allows us to reflect and just speak our minds sometimes but you know not everybody is kind to that or sensitive to that you know so we we have to be careful we have to right. okay so let's move from spirituality right now and come to a writing world once again uh, like you okay. are the editor of two international poetry magazines poets unlimited and haiku for your soul so as you already said that haiku has given you your own inner self and uh, you feel soulful while writing haiku you have helped yes. many people to write haikus so i would request you once again to share that journey like how you started writing your own haikus and then helped other people to write haikus and publish them all so didn't you face any difficulty in the beginning i did um because i didn't know um about all the tools that's out there that you can double check your syllables and stuff so you know i i had to learn as well you know you have to make mistakes and i don't believe in in editing and editing and editing something that if it's mm-hmm. not working then take it out you know and <laughs> start something new but with haiku because it's only three lines you know the like. traditional haiku is mm-hmm. three lines five seven five seven syllables and you're basically talking about an image so you're allowing your reader to to understand a story or an image or a scene that you're looking at it's a reflection haiku is a reflection of what you see right like. um and it's always in the present tense Mm-hmm. um although you know modern haiku we refer back to to past a little bit and maybe future but um with haiku it is if i have to be completely honest it's the most rewarding form of poetry because if you if i can do five haikus in an hour mm-hmm. it seems that oh that was quick but it's not because your brain has to think of syllables and mm-hmm. better phrases better words because you have such a short you can't go over those syllables because then it's not a haiku we in prose or free free verse poetry you can go and just write 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 it doesn't mm-hmm. matter but because it's so structured it also keeps me focused so when you're writing haiku 
you you are so focused. I listen to Japanese music. I listen to piano music or sounds of the waves, ocean waves or thunderstorms. Or you know, you you bring in other elements. So <laughs> what you're doing is your mind is expanding. Because you're, you know, I, I, I don't want to be um, negative towards any form of poetry, mm -hmm. but I feel that when I'm lazy, I write free verse <laughs> because I don't have to think about it, you know. But when you write haiku, you focused right. and you, you, you're in a meditative state. So true. That's re haiku is to be meditative um, and you focused. It's like doing yoga. You know, you have to be focused. Like you have explained it so well that when we are focused, when we are meditating, then we take care of syllables and then write such sort of things. But when we when we are all like free-minded and yes, of course, you gave it so like truly you have mentioned it is laziness in which we write in it free words. Yes. yes. I mean, it's like um, I look at people who write sonnets mm -hmm. and I have tried many times I just, I'd love to, mm -hmm. but my mind don't go there. <laughs> so I, I've stopped trying for the moment. I will one day write a, a, a Shakespeare sonnet. sonnet. Um, but for the moment, I'm okay because I know where, where I can go and where I can't go. You know, I think that's what's important as a writer as well. I can't write a novel. I can't because my mind my personality don't work like that mm. um, and then you have people that write novel after novel after novel brilliant novels I just can't I can sit and tell you a story but I can't put it into writing I can only do it into poetry so so it's also under it's also important to understand your limitations within mm. what you can do and to grow I mean like I never thought I would ever write haiku when I first started And today I'm like, if I don't write a haiku a day, I'm not me. I have to write something. <laughs> so that's the clear difference in between the one where you are taking care of syllables and when you are writing, like your free mind is over there. Like in Hindi, if I talk about, I write in <coughs> Hindi as well. There we have Doha, Ghazal, Chad. Uh, so when we write in free verse that doesn't make an, such an impact on the reader like it's just a kind of some feeling you have ex expressed abruptly you have just shared something that you felt but when you write yeah. in doha or ghazal or any such sort of uh, writing where you are taking care of the syllables in that you you are leaving a kind of such an impact that remains forever people will sing it for as long as they can but but you see i think that's also with with um And you must share that with me. I'd love to, I'd love to understand. The, what sure, you sure. I will be coming up such sort of things and I uh, will be posting. And of course, I will share what Gazelle is. I have I'd already made to. a video on that. I will share that with you soon. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. I'd love to. <laughs> I, um, I have, I have uh, published uh, in the magazine, I've published a, um, uh, a writer who only writes in Hindi. Okay. And when he sent me the submission, I said, mm. beautiful. It looks very pretty. Right. Um, I, I'm sure it's really, really good. But <laughs> I don't want to put it through the translator and lose mm. some of your meaning. Can you please translate it? And he happily did so. And mm. I read 
the poem, the English poem, and I could understand it. I was like, can't I read the Hindi? Why can't I read Hindi? Because it, it, it just, I would have loved to have been able to hear it <laughs> in, in, in Hindi. Um, so, and I think, I think that's also what's important is that write in your own language. It's okay. Yes. You can all translate it, but because it loses meaning yeah. when you translate yeah. it. Hmm. So I, I believe in having, if someone yeah, wants to write charm. in Japanese, write it. Yeah. And then just yeah. give the English, you know, because that you're expressing yourself in your first language. Right. Best. Best. See, even I feel like uh, Hindi is my real language, even though my mother tongue is something different. That's my three, yes. the other language. But I feel yeah. much more comfortable. I can say myself in Hindi. Yes. So yes. I, I can say yes. anything, whatever I feel in that language. Because so, you know that it's yeah. your truth. It's your yeah. truth. It's what's inside of you. <laughs> Alta, you might have, as you said, that you have also faced some difficulties, some sort of problems in your past. And uh, you struggled and you came ahead. So sometime it might be like, you, you felt now you cannot proceed, now you cannot go ahead. So at that time, who were there to support you, to help you to move ahead and that you are never going to forget? That's a very, very uh, difficult question, but a very easy answer, actually. Um, I've always said my, my children, <laughs> they are my constant. <laughs> um, obviously, when they were younger, I had to be stronger. And I think family, you know, family and friends who, who are truly friends. You know, we can have many friends, but we don't connect with all of them on the same level. But honestly, I think my inspiration every single day, even though my kids have grown up, <laughs> is still them. You know, um, I remember uh, a time when, um, my eldest son, about three years ago, my eldest son was finally leaving the nest. Hmm. And I was so upset. I was distraught and, and I couldn't cope with it. And um, the night before he was moving out, he sat me down and he said, mother, because when he wants to talk serious, he calls me mother. And when he wants something, it's mommy. So, <laughs> so he says, mother. Now you need to stop your nonsense and enjoy the last night with me because you raised me to be this independent, strong man wow. to live my life. And that was that was a, a moment for me because so I would I would honestly say that um, people who who's been with me for the longest time. I mean, I have a friend. We we were saying the other day that we've been friends for thirty something years. Mm -hmm. um, I don't need to see her every day, but I know she's there and she knows I'm there. Mm. You know, she's just lost her mom recently. And even though we didn't see each other for over a year, I was the first person she called. You know, so so I think family is very important. And, and my family, you know, if, if I need to talk to somebody, I have someone. <laughs> but honestly, I think it's my boys. I think it's my two two gentlemen in my life. That's great. Two gentlemen of uh, Alta. <laughs> great. <laughs> so uh, Alta, as you said that uh, your first poem that you have composed was I am a woman 
and you appreciate being a woman you realized that being a woman what are your responsibilities and of course today you are so bold and making other people to know their level to know their standard to help them to grow so all these things you are doing with your strength and your boldness but do you really think that it has always been like that or it has been a kind of gradual process with what made you so confident so bold today yeah i don't think it was always there uh or if i can go back and say it's always been there i just didn't know um so there there were many times we i like you also wanted to just give up because you get despondent and you you know you get unhappy in life and and things disappointing things and and, and things that happen but to to sit here today and i can honestly say i'm almost half a century and um <laughs> to sit here today and to to understand that the pain i've gone through the disappointments i've gone through has made me who i am today it's made wow. me stronger you know you can throw um someone dying at me right now someone close to me dying i'd be incredibly upset about it but i know i will cope i know that because i've gone through it um we all take things differently we all accept things differently and we deal with them differently um and for for me honestly the key is communication i think that is the main reason why i accepted this interview with you um because you're so strong and connecting and communicating and i think that is what's important you know um we are so quick to pick up the cell phone and send a whatsapp say hey how are you <laughs> but instead find that person hear their voice connect with them you yeah. know you yeah. can't connect through text you have mm. to speak you yeah. have to speak and um you you know i have uh i have many many amazing amazing people in my life they are from india from pakistan from the uk from america from japan from everywhere and honestly i know that they came into my life for a reason i know right. i'm having this discussion with you for a reason it was right. it was meant to be it was set <laughs> on my path and i i just can't understand how they can still be unkindness in this world it's something that i i, I don't think i'll ever understand because being kind so rewarding your soul the, the the vibrations you get from being kind opposed to being unkind is just so beautiful for both parties <laughs> so yeah I, i think if i could change one thing in the world it would be if you unkind you go to jail for 30 days and go and think about your nonsense <laughs> right that's good now like when you're talking about beauty in pain i have uh, read your poem also a beauty in pain right now you said that whoever you are today whatever you have been today that's because of the pain that you had the problems that you have which have made you so strong so that's a kind of like 
real thing we all need to believe it but sometimes we forget when we have pains or problems and the way you have mentioned it in your poem beauty in pain that's again incredible i expect all the readers all the listeners to read that poem a beauty in pain where you have expressed in just few words that how important that pain is in your life and how it designs you who you are today Definitely. and the, now when we talk about beauty like there is a trend of uh, being beautiful like insta trends you if you have heard like you can beautify yourself in the manner you can you want so there are so many ways in which you can be beautiful but it has different connotation the word beauty has different meanings like beauty of mind heart or face so we do know that we do know that even if we have a beautiful mind and a beautiful face but not a good heart our life will be in vain on the contrary even if we don't have much intelligence have an ugly face as the norms of society but own a good heart our life will have a real meaning then why do people run behind the other beauty like just imagine if i am talking about myself or yourself we are volunteers of our society we help people we try to help in whatever way we can with our little means just imagine yeah. if i am all burnt my face is burnt and uh, in the norms of society i am ugly it takes a lot of time for the people to approach me to understand me just because yeah. i am burnt <clears throat> or else just yes. imagine i am not so intelligent i am a failure in academics i have not even passed yes. my matriculation because i am not so good at academics but i am very good at helping people in whatever way i can still people will not recognize me so what do you say yeah. on this thing you know i uh, i wonder if i can find it um i wrote uh, Let me find it for you quickly. Hold on. Uh, that will explain it completely. So outer outer beauty and inner beauty. So we all exactly. just go for the outer beauty. Exactly. And you know, for me, I don't look at what someone looks like. I mean, I didn't even get to this doing my hair and makeup. You know, <laughs> because I'm talking to you. You're talking to me. You know, we we connecting on a level that. um that that should matter more than what we look like right um so it's a very short poem and it's called the sounds of a soul now that's very contradictory because we can't hear any sound from a soul so my soul listens patiently lovingly taking in the sounds of a beautiful soul so when someone is talking and you're looking at them and you're seeing the scars you're seeing maybe they've got uh, you know acne skin or their hair is not nice or whatever the case is but when i'm listening to somebody i'm listening to their soul and that's where i find my beauty wow. that book <laughs> so when i'm listening to somebody i'm listening to the soul that's great that's a close your eyes and listen Right. <laughs> I just tried to do this theme. Yes, and I think I think this that's where um, many people don't do lives, so they don't they don't want to be on the cover of their book mm-hmm. because they feel they can't. And I'm mm-hmm. like, hell no, own that. You mm-hmm. are the author of that book. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to own that. And mm-hmm. um, yes, I don't have my face on on all my books, but. it doesn't have to be mm. um you know 
if if you're looking at somebody like if you if you're seeking something beautiful hmm. you can't seek it to something that's changing because our faces change hmm. your soul does not it gets enriched as you grow as you get stronger and therefore you can enrich someone else's life by your voice i mean my hair is going gray i'm getting wrinkles so if you don't want to look at that close your eyes and just listen Right. That's okay. <laughs> I should share one more thing. What I have learned from my recent mentor, from whom I was learning graphology. So yeah. he told me, our body is eternal. Actually, we say that our body is tentative, but that is eternal. That's not going to perish anyhow. This body yes. form will be destructed, like clay model. If you are making, so that model will be destroyed, but clay will remain. So exactly. the five elements with which we are made, it will again be submerged in the five elements, and it will remain throughout. That's eternal. So that was a great learning for me, where we believe that this body will die, and then so this body will also remain, and the in within whatever that soul is there, that is also eternal, and uh, that's the reason it is said that whatever you do will remain in the mind of others, in the feeling of yes. others. Yes. Absolutely. But we we forget that. That's I don't know how that we happens. Do. Like people look we at the color. Reminding. Yeah. Look at the symmetry. Yes, yes. 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 Right now, if I talk about my two daughters uh, that I will be omitting from this uh, interview, they are so beautiful. But that beautiful yes. that face is not going to bring them good destiny. They need to exactly. do some sort of good things exactly. in their lives. So And that I, they I can... think I think I think you know as as a mother. we we have one task and that is to raise beautiful human beings right. in the inside um you know we we will never say our children are ugly um because they're beautiful they came from us but <laughs> when they're ugly inside you don't see them the same way right yeah you know i i have uh, met people along my way who i look at them and i go damn she's beautiful <laughs> and then you look at actions and you look at at things that said and you can't relate to it or you can't connect to it or can't connect the dots or you know anything that you just can't connect to it and it fades away that yeah. memory of that beautiful person fades away because you got nothing from them <laughs> great it's really nice uh, interacting with you alta because i am able to express and learn a lot many things from you and i hope all the listeners will also learn so many things from you today right now i would oh, request you, you uh, request you to tell about your favorite pastime like what do you do when you are free uh, whether you read write listen to music as you said that you listen to some of the natural sounds uh, other than that what do you do to pass your time okay so uh, only a few people know that i i do a little bit of painting okay um it's more abstract stuff to just let my mind be free um and i think in any free time i have i spend with my animals or my children animals um my yes um my my son who lives with me he will often say mom are you going to take a break tonight <laughs> and i'm like no i've got this and this and that oh, but just take a break for an hour let's watch a movie so honestly i i am always busy um but it's not work for me because i do what i love 
Um, so but when I do take a break, I would take my dogs for a walk. Not in winter, it's very cold at the moment. <laughs> but I just place myself next to a river or the ocean and just breathe. That's what I do. When I take a break, break I breathe. Um, I love cooking. I absolutely love cooking. So, you know, like I said, most people find me boring because I don't, I don't, I don't do the normal things that people do. Um, you know, if you if you find me at any given time, I'm busy writing. You know, people don't even ask me what you're doing anymore because it's always the same answer. So, <laughs> Reading yeah. or cooking. Yes, but I think I think the the, the most uh, important for me is to spend time with my my sons. Mm-hmm. That's the most important to me. So reading, as you said, what kind of books do you love to read? Is that only poetry books or some novels, fictions? I don't, you know, if I if I if I if I read a novel, I'm two pages in and I'm falling asleep. Not because it's boring. <laughs> Same thing happens with me. Yes, like I take a novel to bed because it makes me sleepy. I will, I will um, show you something. I have started yeah. reading this novel, and uh, I don't know how I can show it to you. It's huh. what is it called? Gone, gone with, gone with the wind. The wind. Oh, the, the, about the movie. <laughs> I I cannot read. Just I read two pages, three pages. I feel sleepy. Someone said yes. that this is a brilliant novel. <laughs> <laughs> It's very it difficult is a brilliant, for me to I've go through the this. movie. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, so I read, uh, I still read the old classics, Pablo Neruda, mm-hmm. uh, Bukowski, um, Alenia Capoe. So yeah. I, I do go back to the, the E. Cummings, you know, I, I go yeah. I go to the very, I'm very traditional, you know. I'm very, classical poets, classical yes, novels you yes. read. That's anything that that if I put uh, the background music mm-hmm. to be piano, mm-hmm. I can read it. So yeah, but um, also if I have to to be honest, some of my favorite um, poets to read um, are haiku poets. Okay. So yeah, so the the so the, any the poets great haiku writers you will talk Bashu. about. Bashu, okay. yes, Bashu, definitely Bashu. Okay. Um, he was he was the rebel of haiku. He okay. hardly ever kept to the form, mm-hmm. um, you know. But he was he was so spiritual and mm-hmm. um, mindful. And I mean, you read his haikus today. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually publish him in my haiku magazine every month. This one of his poems because I just love him so much. Mm. And, um, you know, he was the, the, the rebel back in the, I think it's the 18th century. Mm-hmm. And, um, you yeah, know, so I, I read a lot of haiku. I think, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> you know, I do. But um, I think there's so many amazing new poets that's come out um, recently as well. And um, really, there's so much for us to read. And especially during lockdown, we all wrote so many books. So there's so much more to read. We need to, <laughs> I need to actually buy a novel or two and just read it. <laughs> so many books, really. Uh, and also I have seen just one book that you were talking about and uh, what you have shown on Insta. There I could read a few of the poems that you have shown. And they were all like simple poems in few lines. And it was they were all so deep. And I said, yeah. I will, of course, read that <laughs> poetry book. <laughs> Yeah, poetry books are easy because you can kind of skip it's not a right. story you know? <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, can you please recite some of your favorite poem now? Sure. Okay. So I have actually chosen one that is quite fitting to what we're talking about today. So I did a live with um, uh, Panda on mm -hmm. Instagram. He's very, very big um, on Instagram. And uh, he's from New York, I think. And we decided to open a dialogue for people with depression. And uh, we both decided to write a poem specifically on how we see depression. So this is my, my take on, on depression. It's called Mosaic Pieces. I wear my heart on my sleeve, pastel silk, antique pulls around my neck, sometimes suffocating me. I am not broken. I have lost, I have hurt deeply. Like you, I have really good days. And on some, I get weary. I am not broken, just a little bit. My mosaic pieces shine like the stars. I am strong. Some days are just emotional and that's okay. Both of us are in writing field and uh, we want to help the budding writers. We want to encourage them to read more, to write more. But now in this uh, social media field, you know that people are always uh, writing in such a messy, messy language all the time. And yes. those shortened forms and uh, they ruin the form of language. Also, they don't try to convey the correct emotion. They are always talking in such a language which looks nonsense. So how are you going to encourage those people to speak or write correctly and read something which is constructive? Okay, so um, I think I... I'm so happy you brought this up because as a writer, you know, I'm okay when, when we are on a WhatsApp call and maybe you're asking a question and there's no question mark. That's okay. But if you are a writer and you are abbreviating thanks as TKS or TK, what, T, TNX or whatever, or you're writing how are you in abbreviated H, uh, or you, you know, then go back to the drawing board. You're not a writer in soul. You cannot communicate with somebody if you are not speaking the proper language. If, if you want to convey a message, rather take the time and do it properly. You know, it, not everybody understands the, the abbreviations either. You know, there's many of them where I go, sorry, what does that mean? because I don't understand it, you know. Um, my, my sons as well, even though, even when they went through their teenage years, if I had sent them a WhatsApp because I was in a hurry, like I and then a heart and then a you, they would not respond because I taught them to speak properly. So between us, we have a thing where if you can't type it properly, don't speak. Um, and I think... I think, you know, it's okay if somebody is not a writer and they're just yes. writing a quote. That's okay. You know, that's what they do and, and that's yes. acceptable. Mm -hmm. But if you are a writer and you are projecting to, to write and have your voice be heard, let your language match that. So true. 
and also i am a psychology student as well and it is said that uh, 80% of your communication is non verbal not from your exactly. words so your words speaks only 20% it's based on the perception of that individual and perception. how what kind of emotion you are releasing Yes. So yes. you need to be very careful about the twenty percent that you are using the words word power. So very well you said if you want to be understood the way you are, then you need to be clear in your language. Yes, precise. <laughs> you know because we all uh, interpret things differently. So true. we perceive things differently. <laughs> so it's like putting a picture of a flower, but you're writing about a donut. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> like yeah that's uh, very true like what you see it's up to you what you are going to see so why not from my side at least i try to convey it to the best yes, so that yes. the words will be appropriate enough to be comprehended by the reader uh, thank you so much alta thank you so much for so much of time that you have given <laughs> for this interview oh you're so welcome you're so welcome <laughs> and uh, right now if you feel that any of the questions that i have missed and you feel that it was so important i could have asked you so what that question would be okay there is one so um i'm always asked how can people um, mm-hmm. submit their work to the magazines mm-hmm. and in the same breath i'm asked do you ever turn someone away i don't purely because i am not here to judge <laughs> what can be heard or seen and okay. what cannot um obviously something controversial i would i would have a a, a rethink about uh, that uh, you know cursing and all of that <laughs> but the the magazine started shweta rajeshwari from india <laughs> um interviewed me right in the beginning of lockdown 18 months ago hmm. and we we were talking and at the end of the interview she said to me what is it that you want to do to help others mm-hmm. and uh, i said to her i don't know and she said okay if you had to think about something what would it be and i said i'm going to start a magazine so mm-hmm. she was the reason i came up with the idea of starting a poetry magazine that I wanted or I still want a platform where someone can come into the magazine and feel their work is number one respected it's mm-hmm. valued and that it's not going to be about money it's not going to be about fame it's not it's going to be about a message and mm-hmm. conveying their story to the world so these many writers out there that are listening right now and I was once there too. We I didn't know my words would matter. Who wants to read me? Little old me. What have I got to say? I had all those questions. And all these years later, I am so happy that I did because I truly just want to inspire people to just follow their heart and write down their truth. Their story, their poetry is their story. It's what's inside of them. And I would like to give anyone an opportunity to see the name and print. So that's an that's open opportunity for every budding writer who wants to be published and be the part of that international magazine that you're handling. And you're doing a brilliant yes. job, Alta. Wherever Thank it you. is required, if you consider as a friend, as a colleague, whatever way you can consider me, 
I will be there to help you out in this great mission of yours. Because whenever something I good is, you, I consider you a soul connection. <laughs> so true. It's a kind of soul connection. So that's a brilliant job you are doing because it has been my dream job as well, where I wanted to do something for my society, for the people. Yes. But one thing yes. I should tell you, Alta, I learned something recently from one of my mentors. I have been also like dealing with so many people, learning from so many people. I have communicated with someone from US. His name is John D. Allen, and he's a great mentor. He's right now almost seventy uh, above seventy years, and he has started his journey after fifty. so that his story is also kind of unique story and he told me mm. nothing comes free of cost like if exactly. you are trying to give something to the society never tell that i am doing free of cost like right now you said that i am not taking a charge but they are giving something they are sharing their emotions they are sharing mm. their words and in return of course we are not also just taking it in return we are paying our efforts like you said that uh, honestly you are doing justice to their work that you don't judge them but you just try to give them a kind of proper shape if somewhere it is required without even informing them and then not only that you give them a recognition that their yes, work is published in this magazine which is again a kind of achievement so nothing in this world is free of cost the air that we breathe in the water that we intake the earth on which we walk on that is our right to walk but along with that we have got our responsibilities as well so we should not forget this thing this is very important and i learned it recently what i was doing i was trying to train a few of the people from slum dwellers and all who cannot afford good education so i thought to give them some sort of free service giving them free language classes also personality development classes but i was really depressed to find that within one or two weeks the attendance got down to just almost 90% like in the first class there were 50 and in almost two to three weeks i found that it has come to 10 students in a class so that was really very depressing that is just because you don't want to pay attention just because you didn't pay anything yeah yeah that's true and you you know um uh, what i what i also believe is that it doesn't matter if there's there's money involved or not you know yeah. the fact that you've paid for your wifi service your internet service you are paying for for giving them something the least they can do is show up <laughs> and take what you are giving them so freely certainly and you know those 10 that remained that's what you needed <laughs> you made a difference to those 10 people that's who was supposed to remain you know um we can look at it negatively and say oh but why did they all leave they didn't they didn't need it at that time <laughs> but you showed up for those 10 people still right. and you gave them something and that's <laughs> what you take away from that so true <laughs> so alta at the end i would request you to share any three values and lessons for our listeners that you have learned yourself in your life i think my first is kindness gratefulness you know um i i even to my animals if they pull their nose up to food that they don't really want because they want a snack i remind them there are many stray animals orphaned animals out there the same with humans you know we just we just need to be grateful every single moment mm. um you can't be grateful today and tomorrow you hate your life you've got to be grateful every single day and then the third thing is to embrace mm. 
pain. So true. Yeah, so kindness, gratefulness, and embracing pain. Those would be my, my three things I would like people to understand one day. Very well said again that uh, we need to be kind to everyone who are there and then grateful to whatever we have got today. Like, as I was yes. talking about Muktan and he said, like, it is the same story which I have read several times, but the way he told it, like the whole body of us, our eyes, our nose, our mouth, hands, legs, this is all unique. No, there are people who don't have hands, who don't have legs, exactly. who don't have eyes. So I'm blessed to have all those things. Yes. Every the yes. whole part of my body is working. That's the kind of blessing. What else I do, I want? Exactly. So I need to just utilize my body, this body that I have got in this life to. Yeah, I already have that one. Reach. Yeah. Yes. 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 So that's. Yeah, brilliant. I think there's, there's too much. Uh, there's too much sadness and and devastating diseases in the world. Hmm. And if you have not been touched by any of those, right. be grateful. Just be grateful. Say thank you. Thank you every day when you're fine. When you can open your eyes and you can see the world. Thank God. Thank Lord. Yes. Thank you, parents. Yes. Thank the place exactly. of wherever you are. Everyone that's that's in, in, in your in your <laughs> life, yes. Uh, in Hindi, I, I ke, uh, wrote in Guru Purima. And every Guru Purima, I write that line. Just just say, Patpar Sneh Mila. That means on my pathway of my life, in the journey of my life, whoever has shown any sort of connection with me, whether that connection was filled with love or hatred, thanks to everyone, <laughs> because Absolutely. they all have shaped my life. Yes, yes. They, they've made you who you've become today. Yeah. <laughs> So thank you so much, Alta. Thank you so much for accepting. And then we will end it over here. I hope the people who will be listening to us, they will learn a lot and they'll be able to take so many things from our today's conversation. Thank you. It was absolutely amazing to connect with you today.